Well, well, well. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so we are here. We are caffeinated. Um, yes. I, I am so, uh, how has your week been? My week has been very busy and in a good way. You know, we're launching this podcast. I mean, now it's out. When you hear this, it's going to be out. But, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Oh my goodness, the press press release and the interviews and the this, and it's been insane. It's been fun. It's so fun, and it's stuff that I love to do. I love doing design. I love doing websites, all of that. But, you know, it's this crunch time. It's like the same Mm. kind of, like, energy that I felt, like, before we opened the restaurant. Like, you're, like, it's almost like making, you know, throwing a party and just hoping everybody comes, and it's just, but it's a great feeling. So I've been up to that, and then... um, you know, uh, tr- simultaneously kind of like trying to dabble in the, the dating world again. Oh, you're getting you know, back getting into back. the dating world. Is it, a, is, it a, is it as much of a shit show as I think it is? Um, yes, it is exactly, <laughs> if not worse. Um, it, it's like sifting through, um, I wouldn't even say like a haystack. It's like the Sahara Desert to try to find Just uh, one, <laughs> tiny, one tiny little diamond. So Are you doing it, it online as well? Yeah, oh my I goodness. said I would oh, never you go told back. Me, you told me every guy has a fish picture. Oh my god, the the fish pictures. That's actually now a thing. Like if if unless the, they're um like really 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 catch my eye in other ways. If you have a fish picture, like I'm I'm swiping left. It's not. Why it's not do happening. you do that? I don't know. I think it's some sort of like uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm a man. I can. Catch I'm a man. Fish. Yeah, like an evolutionary uh. thing. Like if, if the world were to end, I could go to the ocean and get you a fish. Like I don't really know. <laughs> like why? I don't know. That it's is kind of sexy though. You know, I would rather somebody <laughs> be holding up like you know a, a plate of sushi to show me that they could do that. Like I don't. I don't need the dead fish. Um, and, <laughs> Especially, we're not in an emergency yet, so I don't know. It's a it's a very um, fun but uh, confusing situation. I said I would never go back to the apps, but there's really no other way right now. That's to, like, awesome. Do that especially with yeah. our our schedule, we're so busy. He's so busy, so, and actually, the, this week I was so I went and um, uh, I went and met with uh, Dr. Jen Armstrong from the Real Housewives of Orange God, County, so and uh, she confirmed that she's going to do our podcast, and then we're going to do some a little bit of um, I'm going to go in and get um, a couple of like laser treatments or whatever, and they're going we're going to film it uh, through Four Corners Productions, and cool. then do some cross promotion, which which is going to be really fun. Also, we confirmed my um, my, my dear friend uh, David uh, David Goldie Goldsmith. We, we call him Goldie, but. Oh. His name is David Goldsmith, yeah. And he is the son of the most, actually the biological son of the most interesting man in the world. Which is like already super interesting. You're just like by yeah. default a super interesting person. But he's been in the business as- forever. I remember, the, I remember one time I was in his office and I was talking about how much I loved the movie Dick Tracy. And he said, oh, I know Warren. And I was like, Warren, uh, Warren, but yes, you don't know Warren Beatty. And he said, hold on. He took out the phone pressed it on speaker and dialed, called Warren Beatty in front of me. And he goes, hey, Goldie, what's up? And, I, and he said, Warren, could you please tell my uh, friend Todd that I know you and that you are alive and well? Because <laughs> we know you're older than dirt or something. He, so he made a joke yeah, and, yeah. and he was busting his balls. And then Warren was like, hi, Todd, it's good to meet you. Yeah, I'm real. I was like, you're oh Dick Tracy. And I literally, I literally said, oh, my God, you're Dick Tracy. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. All and I, I can like, think about. I- all I can think about is what if that was some kind of like paid person that he just has that he can like. No, it was definitely Warren Beatty. 
I'll tell you, I just, I, I was, but yeah, he, we're going to have him on the, we're going to have um, David Goldsmith on the program. I can't wait to talk to that him. Episode. Yeah. Um, and then, but today's, uh, today's guests are, I'm, I'm so excited about this interview. I can't wait for everybody to hear this because yeah, we, we got to talk to Honeyfire, um, which, you know, we'll, we'll do their bio, but two, a mother daughter situation. They are the, they're just so, uh, they're up and coming. Like they're, we know, we just know, and they know that they're going to be big. And yeah. they're already breaking through on the scene. And I just felt like the conversation was so optimistic and positive, a little bit of a palate cleanser from some of the deeper things that we talk about all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Not it was that very, they don't get was, deep, but no, you know. it was, it was very, it was very motivational and fun. Um, yes. but, um, if I'm going to read their bio, it is a honey fire is an influential mother daughter country rock pop soul duo based in Las Vegas, Nevada, originally from California. And they started performing together in 2010. You can now stream their single temporary and the duo's new release breaking necks on all the streaming platforms. They are currently in the studio in Nashville and Vegas recording their very first studio EP to be released later this summer um i really 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 uh dig these two wonderful ladies um chaza and madi um really gonna they're i think they're gonna make a huge splash don't you think oh for sure i mean they're also, they already kind of have but i mean yeah. they're they're an afro latina country duo i mean it's Definitely. just it's just you know it's just like it's so and their their sound together is so unique and, yes, and I, I don't know I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big I, fan. I love the dynamic. They're so good. Like, like I said, I want to get, Isabel and I are going to get together and we're going to do something that won't be nearly as impressive as these ladies. So they are just, <laughs> they're on fire. They're on honey fire. They're literally on honey fire. So, <laughs> so without further ado. Honey fire. Honey fire. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Todd. Oh my gosh. Let's welcome to the program, honey fire. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi guys. Also known as you can say your respective names, so we don't just keep <laughs> referring to you collectively that way. I, I'm mom. <laughs> okay, that's good. We'll ref- mom and I'm and Maddie. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> Chaza. Yes, Maddie and Chaza. <laughs> yes. Hello, my mother daughter singing duo, killing it, killing the game. Very excited to have you on the program. Totally. We are excited to be here. Excited to be here with you guys. We've definitely been following all of your exciting, uh, I guess, escapades of going to the Grammys <laughs> yeah. and all of that. I've been living vicariously through you guys. Just oh my so gosh. pumped for y'all. It's like the best. I mean, yes. It's- y'all just, y'all belong on a red carpet. That's just the way it is. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, we're hoping to stay there. What's funny about that night is like she went to the ceremony because I had homework and an exam to do. So I met up with her at the party. Oh my That's my girl. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> well, good for I'm you for staying on top with, of your schoolwork yeah. because I would have just yep. been like, I'm sorry, my stuff's going to be a little late. I am going to <laughs> you the know, Grammys. It's so funny because she's so used to this stuff. The first Grammy trip for her was in my belly. Oh, yes. So <laughs> yeah, I was on the red the carpet. Yes. Yeah, so she's like, ah, mom, just go walk the carpet at the Grammys. I'm like, oh, yeah, forget. She's used to this. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I got to take my exam. <laughs> That's like, yeah. I sure he's here. I was like, cute. oh, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's so 2000 and late. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chase, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, when okay. did you know that you wanted to be in the entertainment business? 
Um, for me, it was pretty early. My mom was a singer. She still is. Um, she was with the Ikeettes, with Ike and Tina Turner. So I grew up watching it. Um, my grandmother, in some of her respects, hold on. We just she... need to pause there. Wait, <laughs> yeah. your mother. Explain for the for the audience. Your mother yes. was an Ikeett with the Ike and Tina Turner review. Yes, she was. You can actually find her on a lot of the reviews on uh, Ed Sullivan on YouTube. So pull up Ed Sullivan. Down. Yes, she's on the Ed Sullivan show. She's the one in the middle. And Is I can she also, also send you featured guys a in uh, 60 Feet from Stardom? Yes. Yes. I thought so. Okay. Yes, she's um, in uh, yeah, 60 feet, 50 feet from Stardom. Something like and, that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I'm, One I'm, of those feet. A, a pretty small amount of feet away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rounded down. <laughs> Yeah, um, she, she was featured in that. So yeah. what, did, did she inspire you to kind of move in, you know, follow in her footsteps? My mother was every, everything of why I am where mm -hmm. I am right now. Literally, I can watch myself back in performances and I look and sound like my mom, like my mom is Chase, man, I'm telling you. I watched her since a little girl perform with different artists and write songs. And the first time that I stepped up on stage with her was when I was nine years old. I was, I remember I was in a gold petticoat and a cute little blazer leather jacket. And she was rapping because my mom's a rapper too, okay? Oh, man. And it's on my yes, TikTok yes. too. <laughs> it's oh on her TikTok. Okay. TikTok. What's your TikTok? I've got a lot yeah. to write down here. Okay, let's go. Okay. Yes. TikTok. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I first stepped on stage with her at nine and it's been just an amazing journey ever since. My mom's everything. She's my huge inspiration on why I'm doing what I'm doing. She taught me what I know. And gosh, I'm able to hand that down. And that's 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 pretty cool. That's awesome. And uh, where did you grow up? I, I grew up in California. I was born in San Diego. Yes, in the beautiful, San beautiful Diego San Diego. Represent. I love you that. Represent. I lived there for yeah. three years. I, yep. I wish I could take the weather with me everywhere. Yes. My mom and my father met um, on the military base. My mom was in a band. And my dad was the military boy lying about his age, okay? Oh. And so my dad was younger than my mom, and he's like, yeah, my dad's pretty hot. Okay? My dad is pretty hot. He's I'm a just cutie gonna, when I'm, he was younger. I'm, I'm going to ask the question that I think a lot of listeners are, would want to know. Did your mom yeah. notice anything that was going on with Ike and Tina at the time? You know, my mom is very shut mouth about it, believe it or not. Um, she said, yes, I knew there were things happening. Um but we were always supportive. She really doesn't go beyond that. She was friends with Ike all the way until he passed away. So it's so, almost like out of respect for their marriage and, and it's she, been so blown yeah. up in the public that she just doesn't want to yeah. go into it. Well, that's She very, never that's really goes into it. Yeah, she never really goes into it. We know very brief stories, but it's never, I've never heard, I know that she knows things, but she's never elaborated on stuff like that. Never in my whole entire life. So I've never really made it a big thing to even talk about it because she's never said anything. Well, yeah, that, she's like professional, yeah. you know. I think it's like yeah. you know that that's not my business, mm -hmm. and so it shouldn't right. be anybody else's. Even if it is already right. out there, it's like I'm not. I was like, well done. Give into that, you know. I like that. Absolutely, that. absolutely. Yeah. So your dad was really. Hot. You just said your dad was hot. What was um? My dad was a little hottie, but it's like, it's it's kind of bittersweet to say because I am a replica yeah. of my father. Like, oh really? <laughs> I am yes. My you dad, don't my look like your mom. Out. Zero things. My sister does zero things. Okay. Zero. I look nothing like my mom. I walk like my dad. Look like my dad. My feet are like my dad. My ba everything is like my dad. And but dad my voice is my mom. Her mannerisms are mom. Your dad. My mannerisms. Her I'm my mother. Oh. <laughs> everything. Yeah. My mannerisms. My the tone of my voice is my mom. Yeah. I can hear my mom in me for sure. <laughs> musically. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Um, right. 
So, uh, Maddie, so funny. what was, what was it like growing up in a musical family? Obviously y'all are very close. Yeah, it was. Um, so that's, you know, <laughs> to give you kind of just like a, a look into how I took the entertainment world was I was so used to it. Like it was literally, like she said, when, um, I was before I was even born, I was on the red carpets of the Grammys and the AMAs and stuff. So <laughs> a regular night for me, cause I'm my mom's only kid. If I was bored, I'd ask her if I can come to work with her and I'd sit backstage and, you know, meet Coco or meet Holly Madison or meet whoever was in the show with my mom. And then I'd go, you know, say my highs, go to my mom's dressing room, fall asleep for the rest of the night and get up, do a, <laughs> do a red carpet with her because she had to. And she brought me with her. So I'm like, okay, let's go. And it was just, it was just normal for me. It was always exciting. It was like, <laughs> the best way I tell like my friends is it's kind of like having parents as doctors but it's a little more glamorous <laughs> no it's a little more glamorous mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no i can i can tell you a funny story about this um when she was little i'll never forget this i don't even know if she remembers this but she um calls me oh, she was yes. uh, about this i great. think i was this 13 great. this this is no, no, no. This was when you were like four or five. Oh, okay, okay. Oh my so, goodness, how did you have a phone? This, uh, her dad. Okay. So <laughs> she calls me and she says, Mommy, um, I said, baby, where are you? Because they've been gone for a while. And Hi, what are you doing? And, oh, I don't know, Mommy, I'm at this guy's house. Well, what guy? Well, with Daddy and the group and da, 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 da. And I said, well, what do they look like? I don't know, Mommy, he's playing the piano and he's blind. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my are we talking about Ray Charles? Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. <laughs> Ray Charles would be dead. I said... <laughs> it's okay. I said... I said, well, he's dead. <laughs> Get out of that house. He's not alive. Get out. He ain't real. Run. But Stevie Wonder, so, that is nuts. Yep. I said, go get the toilet paper. Get a spoon, get a fork, get a knife, anything you can get. She goes, mommy, I got to go. I'm playing. And I was like, this girl, she don't even know whose house she's at. No. That is so amazing. And you know what's funny? He's blind. He can't see, mommy. (laughs) I almost died. You said she was with her her dad at the time? Yeah. Well, she was with the whole band. Because they're good friends with him. Well, my my godfather's um, niece niece and nephew stevie wonder i found out later on when i was like 12 and 13 mm-hmm. he is their godfather so that's how he's yeah. intermixed <laughs> oh i see so she says oh i'm just at the blind guy's house he's playing the piano and they're singing i was like who's there who's there <laughs> who, else? who else is there you know i was like who's there don't they need don't you want mommy there to watch you <laughs> am i invited <laughs> don't worry i'm on my way well, I, so that's kind of her life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's like a really good thing to to kind of for our, our listeners who aren't aware. You're, so your dad was in, in in the band. All for one. All for one. Yeah. And, and w- which member was he? The one that looks just like me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now I know who it is. Okay. Um, that's perfect. His, his name's Alfred. 100%. His name's Alfred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and, and she definitely you... isn't lying. <laughs> they look just alike. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of gene... Um, uh, stuff going on in your family oh, yeah. where it seems to be like the little father. copies are made <laughs> but yeah. you know not yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, so how was it like watching, you know, your dad perform and how did that kind of, uh, affect your perspective on like music and, and, and performance? Well, I would say it came both from my mom and my dad, um, watching daddy perform. It was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm very proud when I watch daddy on the stage because he's, he's very much so we're very alike in our personalities so when I see Daddy, like, kind of come out of his shell, I'm like, yeah, go, Daddy. <laughs> Do your one-two step and your snap and your, your hand gestures. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I watch Mommy, it's like, okay, all right. I can do this, right? I can do this. I can do this. But, you know, it's oh also become, like I said, very normal for me. So, honestly, it's very humbling when I actually bring a friend with me because it's not normal for them. And I genuinely like bringing people that can remind me that this is, let's say like a delicacy in my life. And I got to remember that like, this is not a normal thing. And it keeps me humbled and very proud of the fact that, you know, not to get super religious, but like the Lord picked me to be in this path. Girl, get religious. So. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, yep. that, that's, that's well, what well. it is for me is when I watch them, I'm proud, like watching them, you know, do, they could be in finances. I'm like, good, you got a promotion. It's like for me, yeah. it's as easy as that. But when I bring somebody else in the mix and I see how astonished they are meeting Wayne Brady and meeting usher or something like i'm used to them you know but bringing them out with you yeah um i also want to humble you as a person um you're more than welcome um chase when did you um feel like maddie was um also musical like that she could sing and that um did you support her getting into the business immediately or was it gradual um I saw it really early on because she actually took an interest in like singing the songs that I would be learning at the time when she was little. Mm-hmm. So it it was a gradual thing, but I saw it happening. She's very, very, very introverted with certain things and extroverted with things that she knows and comfortable with. But I saw that as a kid. Uh, she would, I would see her sitting on the couch singing the song really low and I would take notice. I was like, oh, okay. So I would have to um, use that situation like, hey, can you sing this part and then take the attention away? But if the tension stayed on her, she wouldn't do it. Mm. But if I said, can you sing this and just turn around and do what I'm doing? She'll start singing it. So I learned her way of learning. And then and it just became such a passion for her doing it that way. But um, I let her do it at her pace. Uh, She was six when she really started opening up, she ended up on a, a television show as well yeah. that we could get yep. into a little bit later. But um, yeah, I let her do it on her timing, even when she was little, you know, she would show me and I would gradually take that. And well, go when with she, it. when she was getting into, um, when she was doing the television show, when she was doing other things, did you, as, as her mom, did you feel instinct and instinctual need to like protect her in the business? Were you like a very hands-on um I mean, because you've been you've been in the business for 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 a hot yeah. minute. You you know you know how crazy it yeah. is. Yeah, I was momager. I was momager for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, and and you protect your cubs. You know, that's when your you baby have them. Too. That's your one. Absolutely, you know, especially if it's absolutely. The one that, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was I was pretty. We were pretty blessed to 
have uh, the producers and the productions and the creator of that show were her godparents, were her extended family from her godparents. Mm-hmm. So um, they also do shows like, what is it? Amer- um, America. America. America's what Got Talent? The, no. Yes. Is, I, I think, no. no it's, it's like it's American Ninja Warrior. I think it's American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah, okay. they own a lot of different shows. They produce a lot of different shows. So we were able to kind of have that camaraderie, which made it a lot easier to trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, so you had people with, that you did trust, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, on set with her and, and around Absol- her. Absolutely. But on other things, I mean, she started dancing with... Um, Radio Disney. Yeah, I was momager. I had to make sure that things were going because it wasn't my first rodeo. You know, my mom gave me that that one thing to take into the business and, and to protect and make sure you stick by what you believe in. And yeah, I try my best to do that as well. But as a mom, yeah, you're, <laughs> your hands are on your hip and you're watching. You know? Especially with a firstborn. I feel like so, like... I'm, and no, the I'm, last. <laughs> and, and the last. last. Yeah, no, so the I have... The first a, and a, the last. Yeah, I have a, a daughter who is currently and I just Aww. I couldn't imagine and I also have a son who's two and I, I oh my have, god I have a lot more trust in like her to take care of him you know like mm-hmm. I'm not like oh yes. well, don't go near the water she's she's like yes all right this is what we do Logan okay like we're not gonna go this way and it's very cute to watch but I still and and, and sometimes I'm like whoa you are so grown up it's freaking me out but yes and it, guess she's learning from you yeah, and, and, you know, that's scary Jeez. in some ways. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh, somebody's actually watching what I'm doing. Time. Um, but, you know, I still can't imagine, like, like just releasing her into the, you I know. know, the universe as far as all of that. And but and the only way I would is if I knew exactly who was mm-hmm. kind of in yeah. charge of what's going on. So that takes it's a lot hard. of courage as a mom. It's hard, you know. Yeah, you have two, so you're... I feel like it might be a little easier to release when you have two. I don't know because I don't have two, but with her just being the only child, that's all I knew. Yeah. I mean, literally, she's my she's my friend. She's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, that's she, awesome. She knows I all love my the secrets. Friendship because obviously, you know, yeah. you. I mean, that kind of leads into what what we really want to talk about too. Is like you, you guys obviously had this connection, mm-hmm. and and you knew that she was musical and. And, uh, but what exactly like drew both of you to like kind of country music and, and that, that genre and, and how did you kind of decide to, to do things together? Let's start from the beginning of that. So I thought that I was going to be this Demi Lovato, like this bold pop singer one day and all the time, everybody doesn't matter who would tell me I sound country. And I'm like, no, no, I'm pop. Really? Yeah, all the time. And I listened to, I've been listening to country since I was about nine, nine or 10. So like country music has been in me. It wasn't like I was, you know, I don't want country music. It was, I admired Demi Lovato so much. And I was like, I'm going to be her. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) maybe... And then mommy said the same thing too. She's like, you sound country. Maybe you should dabble in that idea. And then mommy told me a story about when she was younger, she wanted to be a country artist too. And I had no idea. Had no idea. Wow. That was just a story that, you know, she had and never thought to bring it up again because it happened so long ago. But she told me and then she was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing it again. And I was like, you, you go girl, you do that. She started (laughs) working on a country album and then she was like, Maddie, we've been singing together since you're like, 
like on a stage since you're about 15 or 16, why don't we start a group? And of course, at the time when she first told me, I was like, no, I'm going to be a veterinarian. I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to school. That's what I wanted to be when I was young. Yeah. When I was young. Like, yeah. The wind the was let out of my Hold cell. the phone. <laughs> Hold on. You wanted to be yep. a veterinarian. Oh my God. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So. Well, I'm glad yep. you're taking a different path. <laughs> we, we love animals, but I'm really glad we get to benefit from your singing. Yeah. So that like happened. I want to say like four or five years ago. So it was a while that she asked me that. And then, you know, I went through like a pretty hardcore breakup. And, you know, when that happens, you're willing to do just about like, you're willing to move to Europe in order to like, just take your mind off of things. Right. And she asked me at the right time, Hey, Madi, would you like to do the group? And I was like, absolutely. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do this. And she was like, really? I was like, really? She's like, it's going to be, we're going to have to rehearse a lot. And I was like, I know, I know. I'm ready. I can do this. I can do it. So (laughs) that's kind of how it happened. And since we both loved country music so much and I had been dabbling even more into it and that's kind of how it happened. She, she was, she was really the one that made my playlist longer because you know, I'm more, I'm a huge Shania Twain fanatic. I'm a huge Judd's fanatic. Uh, I'm a, I mean, I go back to Chicago. Last, oh, wow. I don't mean to tell my age, but I'm a huge Chicago fan. I remember That's as a Chicago. little girl watching Chicago. Yes. Watching them win um, American Music Awards. They, they walked, I mean, they're phenomenal. So that's kind of my era. She's like, mommy. I'm going to need you to go listen to Gabby Barrett. I'm gonna need, And she started throwing these other options to me, Carrie Underwood. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is me. I can Miranda do this Lambert. again. I can. Oh, yes, yeah. I love Miranda. So it was something for me that was very easy. I wanted something new and fresh. I knew I could always go and start a career on my own. But what better to do it with my child that's already wanting to do something like this and has a desire to do it? Let's do it together, you know. And we'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Eternus is all about you. Eternus Life Coaching is all about partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. Eternus believes in making your dreams and goals a reality, and their coaches know just how to do that. Whether you're just starting out or looking to bolster your current transformation, they have you covered. Leveraged by the International Coaching Federation and founded by Chris Wingator, Eternus coaches develop and maintain an effective coaching plan with attainable results. Eternus offers flexible plans and rates to allow all people to benefit from this rewarding creative process. So don't hesitate. If you want to unlock your full potential, begin your journey with Eternus Coaching today. Visit www.eternuslife.com and let Eternus help you manage progress and maintain accountability in achieving your highest potential. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Eternus Life. When I was younger, I was on the table uh, to have a country record deal when I was 12. Oh, my goodness. Yes, when I was 12 or 13. Y'all just uh, are incredible. (laughs) No. Nobody has the stories they just throw in there. Like, I had a a record uh, deal at 12. Oh, (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah, we we started working. um, We had about three or four songs done at the time, as I remember my mom telling me. And the gentleman that was the A&R rep and producer, he ended up passing away. And being that it was country music and I was younger and it was 
back a little bit more, mm-hmm. black artists weren't as accepted as they are right now, even though we still have this this tough heel to climb with country music, which is ridiculous improving ourselves. But I would hear as a child, but she's black. So to hear that as a child, that scared me off. This is, you know, and I get this question all the time. So why country music now? Well, because as a child, they scared me half to death, but now I know better. Well, well that you, leads me, you know? so, that, yeah, that leads me into my next question. Um, so as, because you both are Afro-Latina, you're an Afro-Latina yes. mother-daughter country rock pop soul duo. Did y'all have any fears going into this, I don't know, classically white musical genre? I wouldn't say fear. We we were very pre-warned by other people's experiences because we, at the time coming into it, we really didn't face anything only me at a young age so it pretty much primed us to be ready for the opposing sides <laughs> got it so so i i wouldn't say fear no and you knowing me todd there isn't mm-hmm. much that scares me no but jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay but my lord oh i'm god I am God-fearing, honey, so I will whoop Jesus out on anybody that wants to say something What's the me. guy that you watch? Stephen, what's the guy? Stephen you... Furtick. Furtick. I will She's give a him big definitely Stephen a Furtick, Furtick fan, I if am. any of you. I definitely am. Stephen Furtick is amazing. And so I I, I just, I, don't, I think Maddie and I, we talked about this, and it really wasn't a fear. We were just really pre-warned by other stories, and my story as a young child, we were ready. We Our armor is on. Bring it. And like, so because so we know zero, who so we both are. So you had zero reservations. No. Yeah. We didn't have any. We had zero, no reservations at all. Yeah. Um, we already knew who we were. What were the kind of the warnings that we were given as far as? Um, I'll be very, very blunt. I mean, people yeah. being called out of their name, um, black artists um, having to defend how much they love country music. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know personally, I've heard, I've even watched, um, a lot of Mickey Guyton stories and she's become friends with us on Instagram, which I'm just, I just love her. She's just such a walking beast for African-American people in country music. She's very honest. She's very, um, here it is. And here's my story. Um, and I love her for that. I love her. I love her for holding that door open for all of us. And she's not afraid to do it. Mm-mm. You know, she even posts um, on her Instagram and I believe on her Twitter as well. People, when they leave her these messages, she really posts these messages and call them out. And this is what it takes. This is what it takes. And I just love her for that. You know, she's making a way for other artists like myself and other artists who are afraid because they are of African descent or whatever, minority mm-hmm. in this world. They're afraid to come forward and sing the music that they love how ridiculous so i want to be that person as well and i know madi wants to be that person as well we want to be hope for someone else that's not wanting to do it because of the color of their skin and like it's ridiculous. just walking in the world looking the way we do we've had to have tough skin regardless so this is just for me i'm just like eh, they're just yeah this big well, you know yeah. <laughs> I grew up with, with Stevie Wonder, so there's really not a whole lot that can phase you. And so, um, so obviously y'all have had kind of, I think, a positive experience coming into this, especially with um, your your attitude and your background. Like that, that's amazing. You get to be um, a 
kind of an inspiration for for other people that want to go into it. So so we know you were both at the Grammys this year because I obsessively watched it. Um, but like, how was that whole experience for you guys? Mama, it was great. <laughs> well, while she was doing homework, I was holding down the first leg of our experience. Um, it was amazing. Um, I have to really, really, really give thanks to um, my really good friend, Gustavo Alcara. Um, he is just a light. He is just the most amazing human being. So nice, so kind. He is a member of the Grammys, which, fingers crossed, will soon be members of the Grammy academy um through you know how because there's certain channels but um he invited us down as honey fire to come walk the carpet to experience the whole experience and it it was something that i need as manager as mom as artist is to keep that fire rolling is to keep that fire burning because coming from what we just came from two years and being in the house and having to sit with our thoughts and quietness and silence. And, uh, you know, it's not easy to come back. You know, you, you kind of don't know how to come back. So being able to be there and feel that was exactly the boost that I needed. And it was just a blessing from God. I, I, it wasn't even planned. I'm really? going to be honest with you guys. Let me tell you, this is how it happened. Verbatim. I said, Lord... We need to be at the Grammys. I know we do. I got a phone call the next morning. Stop. Not kidding. I want you and Honey Fire to come as Honey Fire. And I said, God is good and he works fast. Wow. That's it. But, but Chaza, you are a powerful manifester knowing you. You, you manifest. <laughs> Praise things. God. Thank you. Very. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, thank how you. How would thank one you. take a Chaza workshop on how to manifest things? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just? I just need a, like a weekend with you guys. Here's here's so how it is. You don't take no. My mom never takes no. Mm. <laughs> that's that's it. I love that. Cut dry. I'm already on the right track there. That I don't take no well. So um, you know, I, I, you got it then. Awesome. I mean, you guys are just like uh, you know. Obviously, you're so. Um, like a powerful force in and of yourselves. You obviously have this, you know, you've, this is in your blood. Thank but you. Does a part of you kind of ever, uh, like, how do you, do you face any issues when it comes to being in the music uh, genre that you're in, in country music and kind of facing the history of, of that and how, what was kind of, you know, everybody's singing about the Confederate flag and, and, you know, that just the kind of, be us being from the South, it's it's pretty much, you know, all in our faces. How do y'all kind of feel about that? I can sum that up. And I know Madi has probably something to say on that too. For me, it's about staying true to who I am as an artist. I'm a lot of things as an artist. And I don't want to minimize any of those things because those are my gifts that God has given me. So I want to utilize them all because people watching us as Honey Fire are going to take a little bit. Everyone's going to, I hope, take a little bit from different things that we sing. Um, I've sang country music. I've sang rock and roll. I've sang R&B. I've sang a little bit of everything. And that's who I am. And that's what music is. Music is not just one thing. When you see Kid Rock and Run DMC doing a mashup, no one says anything. So guess what? You're going to have to hush when you hear Honey Fire coming along doing country rock. I mean, it's just people are, are getting used to different being the normal now. And it's only different because that's the way they've made it. 
it shouldn't to me music is music this this is music that we're singing and so you know coming into a genre that's now just opening the door to black artists yes charlie pride but that is only one or two or three you know in pop music you've got thousands Mm -hmm. that's the way country music should be too i'm sure there's many artists out there that have not even been heard that are amazing black country artists. So you feel so, that the, you feel that the country music fans are ready for this change. You think it, or, um, like, or moving towards the same? I think the change has already happened. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely happened. It's not getting ready. It has happened. I can name ten. Just power them off off the top of my head, and I'm sure someone that's more experienced than me can name fifty. So, you know, you've got Willie Jones, Mickey Guyton, Sasha, the li- Tierra, Honeyfire. I mean, the list goes on and on now. So it's happened. We are here. Darius Rucker. I mean, the fact yeah. that, I mean, just because we're from Charleston, Rucker, yes. that's like, you know, Absolutely. from him to go from Hootie to then yes. like, him to be like, yes. I'm going to do a country album. And this Everybody's is, like, this oh, is, okay. Yeah. And it was And amazing. this is what he loves. And now yeah. yes. mm-hmm. this is, is it Nelly too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ma- yes. Guess who else? Guess who else is about to do one? Monica. Really? She was just at the CMTs. Mm-hmm. She was at the CMTs. So no one, you know, I found that no one really says anything when it's a celebrity doing it, when yeah. they're switching over drastically. Mm-hmm. But when it's someone else coming in that's new, then it's a big, this big thing. So interesting. It's just a, that is an interesting. That's, a, yeah. that's an interesting point that you just made. I yes. never, I've never thought about that, but you're right. Oh, it's 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, Nelly. I love Nelly. But no one would have ever thought that. So accept the new artist just as much as you accept the celebrity, you know, and, and it's not the celebrity's fault. It's just what people this is what they see. It's like when you, they see you on stage, it's more accepting of, oh, my God, I want to meet her. But if I was just a person walking by, they wouldn't even they could care less. So, you know, so how do you all feel, um, you know, speaking of being on stage, do you feel that going back to uh, gigging and playing concert halls and theaters and you know, do you feel like performing uh, has uh, like performing has normalized yet in the wake of COVID? 50-50 for me. Because it's coming back for artists. It has come back 50%. And I say 50 because, yes, we're back on stage. But no, in the fact, in the matter of being just speaking for cruise ships, we have to still test negative to get on a cruise ship. Even though the guests don't wear their masks, we so we're not normalized yet for us. You know, we we if we get COVID, we can't perform. We have to stay quarantined. So it's it's a really weird thing. There's no mask requirement for us here in Nevada, but I have to keep my mask on so I don't get COVID so I can go perform. So it's really weird. It's it's kind of like a little yo-yo for me. You know, it's like, huh. It doesn't feel normal yet for me. And we want to believe it's so bad that it's that it's over. It's not. It's not. It's so far from over. It feels like because when it's over is when I have COVID and I can get on that ship. Oh, like the. I mean, I know it's harsh. I know it's harsh, but 
That is the fact because people are getting COVID on the ship. A lot of people don't know there. this listening. Chaza is actually a Whitney Houston tribute artist, uh, and she gigs all the time um, on cruise, cruise, cruise ships, symphonies yes. around the world. And um, she actually starred in The Bodyguard at North Shore Music Theater as Rachel Marin and uh, killed it. Go check out those reviews. I, I'm so sad I didn't get to see you perform that live. But, yeah, cruise ships, um, as a cruise ship entertainer myself, it, it has been a, a giant um, – uh, clusterfuck it because it's Hurdle. just it's just been <laughs> yes. a, a nightmare because you have to test i mean i test every other day on a ship yes. every other day yes which yes. is crazy because you think about it it's like there nobody really knew what to do in the beginning there's those rules the, the guidelines that came out in the beginning then they're like okay well now we know more so we're going to change it up and then they you know the waves and the whatnots and, and then people are dropping mass mandates here and there and then now it's to a point where like I don't think anybody knows that no. people just have these like kind of irrelevant policies. Oh God, the irrelevant policies, the irre like when you're getting, when, I remember in the beginning when we would get on the airplane that would make people stand six feet apart to get on the airplane and then we go sit next to each other. I know what is like that. Well, no, COVID, we've <laughs> talked yeah. about this. Yeah. God. Yeah. COVID goes, so I own a restaurant, you guys, just so you um, are, are aware of that. I'm, I unfortunately have never been able to sing on a cruise ship. But I, uh, and nobody wants me to, but <laughs> the craziest thing for me in the restaurant was that you, you know, the, the guidelines were essentially, you had to wear a mask until you sit down because COVID just goes right over your head. I mean, that's just got, that's mm -hmm. the, everybody knows that that's just the rule. Yeah. Common now. knowledge. knowledge. It yeah. can't yeah. get you there. It can't get you there. Yep. So that's what we're dealing with. That's, that's, that's why it doesn't feel normal even more for myself. And, and I think all artists, because even though the mask mandate is gone for everyone, we still can't walk on that ship with it like we can a cold or a flu. So it's not, it's not normal. It's not normal for me. I mean, yes, I'm so blessed to be back performing. Don't get me wrong, but we're still I mean, very you're doing cautious. a lot. You're you're, tra I don't you're traveling really... a lot. You're getting on the ship. You're getting off the ship. You're going back to Nashville. Y'all are re-recording songs. I mean, y'all are so busy, um, and and you're having to go. Yes. Um, you're having to travel all the time. So I can imagine that it's really really um uh something that you face every single day <laughs> yes 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 it is something and and you know taking Madi with me as well you know it's not only i have to be extremely careful when i come off from traveling so much because she's more home than i am but when we travel together then i'm watching out for the both of us it just doesn't feel quite normal yet but i am very blessed with how much i get to do in the right. midst of the chaos we reach yeah, I actually are. did kind of have a question for both of you guys is that did you feel like uh, during COVID that that it had, you know, what kind of impacts did it have on your career at that time? And and uh, how did you kind of get through that period of time? And were there any benefits to it? Well, everything was affected during COVID. I mean, for mommy, she cruise ships were shut down, like they were shut down. So we had to get creative, especially for her. And we had to do freelance and like do what we had to do. And mm -hmm. there was nothing we could do. Madi, did you surrender? Did you just surrender to like, this is, we're going to be home now. This is it. Yeah. I just said, Lord, if this is how it's going to happen, take me now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you got to say that pretty much every day. <laughs> yeah yeah 
Every day, every day. No, Lord. You know, she's, you, she's my child. You get the she's wrong my Starbucks child. order. Lord. This Lord. is how I go. This is, Lord, this this is, is how it's going to go. Take me now. Take me now. You know, for me personally during it, like, in light of the horrendous stuff that everybody had to go through, I took it as a time to to really bond back with my family, like me and mommy. All of a sudden, we created this messenger group with all of my cousins, like all the girls, and there's like 10 of us, including my aunt and my cousins, and we called each other every single day. We called each other every single day, asking each other, what Mm -hmm. are you making? Ooh, what's that? You know, and then I went to my dad's for two weeks. I haven't done that since high school. So that, what was the positive that came out of the situation? Yeah. Yeah. So like, Absolutely. couldn't do anything, how to make the best out of everything and actually bonded with my family. That's great. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. did y'all make like some, like, you know, did some music come out of that? Writing did. Um, I wrote, mm-hmm. yeah, writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wrote quite a bit. Um, and actually the, the simmering of honey fire came out of yep. that, you know, that, that, that thought was definitely there for like that last year and a half of our whole struggle. And the seed was planted and, you know, things happen for a reason. I truly believe this. Um, I do believe strongly in manifestation and what you think becomes your life. What you speak becomes your life. So when that seed was planted in, in COVID, I, I just looked at that and said, wow, being able to bond and then getting this group out of bonding, I, I couldn't be any more grateful, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, in the midst of the storm, I always like to refer to this. My grandmother kind of gave me this and she said, just stand in the middle of the storm, stand in the middle of the, of, of the tornado. That's the quietest place. Even though the chaos is going on around you, if you stand in the middle of the storm, the eye of the storm, you'll be able to think more clearly. So allow it to just be around you. So yeah, we wrote a lot. Um, and that's where we gained our positivity. Um, a lot of just optimism. So yeah, I mean, it was a negative situation, but we tried our best to make it positive and a lot of positive, honey fire came from it. So, mm-hmm. you know. And now a few words from our sponsors. Next page is sponsored by my restaurant, Bay Street Beer Garden. We're located in what was once an old train depot in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. Pretty cool, huh? Our bar and restaurant has beautiful high ceilings, communal tables, and German-influenced high-end bar fare, so it's as close as you can get to an authentic beer hall in the South. At our Bavarian-inspired and Southern-made restaurant, we're all about community, festivities, and uniting the old with the new. So go check out our website for updates on all the things, including live music, brunch parties, vendor markets, and all of our other upcoming events. We can't wait to see y'all! Next page is sponsored by Patrick Properties Hospitality Group. It's no secret that Charleston is one of the top wedding destinations in the world. And I'm thrilled to say Patrick Properties is the premier wedding and event company in the area. Since 1997, PPHG has unveiled five of Charleston's grandest properties and estates, faithfully restored and transformed into exquisite venues for special events. At Patrick Properties, we believe that moments matter and our experienced team is committed to making each one extraordinary with unrivaled service and professional expertise. So if you're looking for a classy venue for your next big event, check out Patrick Properties Hospitality Group on their website or social media. I 
I mean, Chesa, you, you, knowing you, I think you've done some motivational speaking, but you, you are definitely an optimist at heart. And you, I think you always see, the, I try. um, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. What, what can, you know, why you don't look at it as why is this happening to me? You look at it as it, why is this happening for me? Yeah. I try my best. I try my best. You know, that's another thing that I've always tried my hardest to, to give Madi and she knows me, I'm her biggest cheerleader. And you know, when things go wrong, that's only another opportunity for them to go right. This is how I see them. See, this is how I see it. Because when it goes wrong, you know what, how, what you did and why it went wrong. So now we can do it differently. Um, so yeah, I try my best, you know, I did actually, uh, I was able to kind of dabble in my passion as well. Um, I've always wanted to motivational speak. I did a few conferences uh, as favors for some other people, just telling my story, nothing big, just telling my story and, 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 and where I, you know, how, what I've done to get where I am. So it, it gave me a time to bond with myself. I just didn't really know what that felt like because I was so busy getting my bag ready and preparing my songs and getting my charts and checking on my daughter. And, you know, I never really had the moment to bond with myself in such a long time. And like my daughter said, like bonding with my family. I never see right. my family. Because mm-hmm. you're traveling. Uh, we, we talk all on the FaceTime. Time. Yes, I'm always, always. I'll, I have grandkids. Well, my brother had kids. They call me mommy, but they're right. my nieces. <laughs> They've called me mommy since I was, they were little babies. So they're like my grandkids, but they're, you know, it's, it's, I haven't seen them in so long and I had the chance to just see them. And even though it's FaceTime, I have that moment to sit still. We all did. So it, it's given me a lot of the path that I'm walking now Wonderful. and I'm happy about. Uh, Madi, do you feel, do you feel like you got, I know, cause we talked about kind of what you've gotten from looks as opposed to mannerisms and everything. Do you, do you feel like you have that same kind of internal sense of optimism or do you feel like it was kind of more learned? <laughs> I have those spurts of like, yeah, I can do this. You know, I can <laughs> spurts do Spurts of optimism. <laughs> I have spurts on it. No, because, okay, let me let me just preface that, okay? I'm still in my, uh, oh my gosh, almost in my early 20s. I'm in my late 20s. But back to back to like when all this was going on, I was in my early 20s and it's rough, dude. Like no one, everybody says like, you know, make sure you know how to do your taxes. Make sure you know how to uh, do your resume. No one prepares you for what your early 20s does to you, Okay. So I'm like, it is very hard to stay optimistic during that time because you're not exactly a kid. You're not exactly an adult. You have no idea what you're doing. So you're like, yeah, I've, I've got this Twitch bitch. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, literally. Uh-huh. Literally. Uh-huh. So I got, I got that. I, I would say I got my strong personality from my mother. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's go. Chase, what advice um, do you have for any other young women or men that want to get into the business? And what advice? And there's a second part of that question. What if, question? What advice have you given Madi over the years about getting into the industry? Okay. Um, advice for young people: take a moment to sit Oof. still. Take a moment to sit still. Uh, the main thing that young people want to do is start grabbing at things right away, and that's what I did. And that's the only way I know, because as a young artist, um, I was performing since I was five, literally making money. So it was something that I had to learn. I had to have discipline. My mom had to teach me that. But when looking back, I feel like I didn't sit still long enough. That's why I went through the trials that I went through to get where I had to go. 
Because if I would have sat still a little bit longer, I could actually feel and take in what it is I wanted Mm. to do. Instead of being, instead of jumping the gun and really just grabbing blindly. Thinking about, okay, why do I want to do that? Asking yourself the proper questions. Mm -hmm. Talking to the right people. Talking to people that you want to be more like. You know, these kinds of things. I would definitely, my advice would be to take time. There's no rush. There's no rush to get where you want to go. You know, do your homework. Feel what it is you want to be as an artist. Uh, look deep inside. What What is yourself really telling you mm-hmm. you want to do? Not what it, what your family's telling you. You know, and this may stir the pot a little bit, but it's your life. When you hit 18, your career is in your hands. You can no longer blame your parents for what you don't have. Yeah. So that's what I tried to teach my daughter. What I'm giving you, because, you know, they won't always like what you're saying is your mom and dad, but they will later come to you and go, thank God, thank you for letting me, to telling me this. You know, uh, mommy, I see, you know, because she has says, mommy, I see a lot of me in you. And I was like, oh, well, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know, I've tried to give her that, that strength to know that what's inside of her is a, is It's a, interesting is a, that is you say tool. that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony so. winner, Andre DeShields said, um, slow. And he said, in the, said this in his, his, in his acceptance speech at the Tonys. He said, slow is the fastest way to get to where you are going. Woo! That, that, that's yes, that's great that you're giving that advice. Because we, yeah. um, and and, what it, and, and yeah. the advice you gave to her and Mad, Madi, was it good advice? <laughs> yes. It, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to do it. It, it. But it is a good reminder when I, when I am stuck in the storm and... Like she said, like my granny told her, you know, stay in the middle of the storm and watch what's going on around you. It's hard to do that sometimes, especially when you're trying to juggle your early 20s. So, so it is, it is great advice. It's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Aw. And yeah, Thanks, I, I totally agree with Chaza and that like, I think that a lot of things that, you know, my parents, when I was growing up was kind of like, why? Like, I know better than you. I know what, you know, like y'all might right. be, uh, lawyer and a doctor and have all these fancy degrees but like I know myself more but it it, you know the the best thing that they could have done for me too was to kind of be like look we do know that you are your own person so that's why we want to let you explore that we're not gonna Mm -hmm. like spoon feed you all the the rules of life it's it's more of a with my parents it was and it seems very similar to you guys it's kind of like just have these core values Mm-hmm. of intentional be intentional about what you're doing and and just try to, to think about it and, but there was no like um well this is what you're going to do when you turn 14 and then when you turn 15 and then you turn you know like there and and I think at the time I was kind of like why don't y'all just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was always going back and forth especially with the way you say Maddie like your early 20s you're like, well, I kind of miss it when people were like telling me what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that I think it that that rings so true for me, at least that yeah. later on, I'm so grateful that they they gave me that kind of the basis. So I think that y'all are definitely like, Madi, you have a pretty, pretty good foundation. Solid yeah. foundation. Yeah. 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 Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I try. <laughs> No, you're doing a great job so far. I mean, you're in a, you're in a band together, so I think you're doing oh pretty good at the Grammys. So just keep making oh. wishes about everything. It's all going to happen. So, um, Marty, we own um, Marty. We understand you are a writer. 
So do you, um, what is your process as a songwriter and what is your favorite song that you've written to date and why? Um, so I'm going to answer that with the same question, same answer as what my favorite song is. So my favorite song has, is on our EP has, so it hasn't come out yet, but the way I came up with it was I, it's about heartbreak as you know most country songs are <laughs> yeah which um, one is this it hasn't come out yet it, it hasn't come out yeah it's on the ep album so we're working on it um super secret super secret but the way i came up with it and how you i heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> but not really but not, not really, really. <laughs> so the way i came up with a little a little no, I was saying I gave Todd a little sneak peek of a song last night that's not really. It, it is. Uh, it is very. Uh, it, that <laughs> no, song is sexy. <laughs> uh, that song is. Oh yeah. yes. Oh that one. No, not that one. So she got gave you. It's yeah. a different one. But I let him. I let uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm, I let him hear a little bit. So the way I came up with that one is how I come up with pretty much all of them. Is I was literally singing in my car and I was so sick of thinking about this person i'm like dude i'm so sick of it i'm sick of you know thinking that every truck that looks like his is him and i'm, I'm done Ooh. you know i'm done with it and Ooh. that's literally where you're not ready from. for this song that's i have the chills i just i do too you, that that's y'all that's and the i'm manifesting Song. And then <laughs> gonna be a banger. The, the sexy song that Todd is talking about, the way I came up with that one, is the same kind of thing. I was driving in my car, and it was a literally like a sunny day, and I was just feeling so rainy, like the like the clouds were over me, and feeling so down. Even though it was sunny and beautiful outside, I just felt like crud, you know. So that's kind of my process: is I I pull from right here and right now. And I, so you do draw on personal experiences when you're writing. I do. I do. It's That's why I love country music in particular is mm-hmm. country music does draw from real feelings, whether it be, you know, a Miranda Lambert, you know, like I'm becoming my own woman type song or it's a sad love song. Like it all pulls from right here and right now and what you're going through. And that's what I love about country music in particular. And then the writing just helps me. I'm a very emotional person. So it's just the perfect genre for me <laughs> to write for. <laughs> she loves she loves a good sappy song. I do. I do. <laughs> well, and there's story songs, you know. It, it, that's it's, what I was going to say. It's storytelling. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. storytelling. Yep. yep. That was something it took me a little while. I didn't really get into country music until I was in college, but I was around it all the time. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, it was kind of like one of those things of, well, it just sounds like they're all kind of saying the same thing. They're all, you mm-hmm. know, getting their boots and, and getting into a truck and <laughs> whatever. But then when you actually, you know, my parents introduced me to, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I'd say kind of more of the fringe country that, that yeah. you know, that, that the powerful women singers and stuff like that, where you're like, this is not just a story about a truck. It's like a story about how the, the, the heartbreak, you feel it with, with the music. It's one of the most, like, I think the most emotional kind of music you can listen to. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of want to know, so is that apply to, to breaking necks? That song, (laughs) you guys, breaking necks, I'm breaking necks. It is so catchy and fun and intense. I just love that song. Yeah. Yeah. Speak Thank you. It. That was 
<laughs> I will. I will. I will. Um, Breaking Next is a little bit different for, that was definitely our rock intro to country music. Um, a very edgy um, intro to country music, which is a huge background for us. But Breaking Next was a gift to us, believe it or not. We didn't write Breaking Next. Um, a gentleman, a gentleman named Jason Pinnock, he has worked with everybody and their mama. This man is amazing. His Instagram is finish your songs, I believe. And he said, I think I have a song that fits Honey Fire. He sent it to us. We heard it. We were like, oh my God, I love it. Immediate. And that's it how was it happened. Immediate for both of you? Oh it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were, yeah, he sent us. I think he sent us like 15, 20 songs to listen to. And and that one was sent and we were like, okay, this is hot. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is it. And we would like to change this here and change that there and put this here. And that's how it mm -hmm. happened. And it was just an instant connection with the song. We didn't have to touch it. We loved the lyrics. We loved everything. Um, we went in the studio, recorded it. And boom, there's Breaking X, our, our, our second al you know, album release. So single release. That's amazing. So do you guys feel like you have like almost an identical taste in music? Like, do you feel yeah. the same things when yeah. you listen to it? Yeah. Yes. Were, yes. Did, did that, sh did that shock you? I mean, yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it did. Because the reason, I, I think it would be more shocking yeah, for her than me. The yeah. reason why is yeah. because like I listen to a lot of sappy songs when I think about what I want to sing. I can see how I can see how I was influenced by my mom and her music when I was growing up. I'm like, wait, but I like to sing more edgy stuff like Paramore. Like I, I grew up on Paramore, but like that's, she that's she showed me like Kelly Clarkson when she first started and um, Evanescence and more edgier <laughs> stuff. And so when I come to like singing things, I like what my mom's music is. But when it comes to me listening, yeah, so I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked when she's like, Mommy, I, I, I want to do country rock and roll. And I was like, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> so it was, it, it actually, we did shock each other mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, now that wow. you ask, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Chase, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a turn here for a second. Um, in yep. this business, it's insane. Um, I know personally traveling all, all the time, it makes it very hard on uh, having a personal relationship. Um, how mm -hmm. hard is it um, or easy is it to have a relationship when you're in show business? And do you think that show business is a selfish business? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that everything is prioritizing. I, I think things are hard when you make them hard. Um, this is what I truly believe. I, I, I'll stand behind that. Because when you love someone or something, it never is a problem. No matter what comes up. For me, if I am in love with someone or something, I'm always going to make that work. No matter what I'm faced. So being in this business, I just say the right person is going to get it. The wrong person will never get it. And that's what I wait for. That's what that's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for the right person to get it. Right. <laughs> you know, and mean, they will. Yeah, you know, in all in all aspects, it's go. It, you know, whatever you see as being beautiful, you can you can have that. So, I I do believe that things that are right feel good. Mm -hmm. 
right. you know, so with this, with this business, I, I, I think it all is in perspective with me, you know, just kind of keeping it, prioritizing things that are important. And, and that's how it happens for me. So you, you don't, Maddie? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. I was just going to ask Maddie how he, how she feels about that. Like that, that she has the same experience. Love and business. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same experience actually. Just recently I had it full, like right in my face where a person had a problem with what I was trying to accomplish and they didn't understand it fully until like I told them, Hey, I have to do this. Is this going to be a problem for you? And he was like, yeah, I think it is. And I'm like, Hmm, well, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> and the the point where you say, do you yes. think? <laughs> yes, my Yes. I don't really know what to tell you. And that's, that's where I come in. Uh-huh. But that I love your question of, do you think it's a selfish business? I have so much to say about that part. That I was going to say, I saw your response. Like, I saw your looks when, when you asked yeah. that. So I want to hear what yeah. you, your answer. The reason why, like, that kind of cut deep is because people really do view it as a selfish thing. Like, it takes a very, very certain type of personality to understand if you have to kiss somebody in a music video, it's a kiss. It's, and it, it and it's hard for most people to wrap their head around. And people can think that that's very selfish. Only because in the male brain, like, you know, if you're dating a male, that is so much more deeper than, you know, just a kiss. So to them, to some people, it's, it's selfish. But to me, it's no different than me marrying a doctor and they have to be in the OR for 15 hours. And that's, that's my sacrifice. Your sacrifice is you can live at home and raise my horses and I have to just, like, be gone for a few days. <laughs> It's no different to me. So people can think it's selfish. Yeah. But it takes, just like mommy said, if you love something, no matter what, it, anything's well, going to work out. I definitely like what, what you both you both are alluding to and what you basically said, Chase, about prioritizing. It's all about mm-hmm. prioritizing. 100%, 100%. You know, I look at it like this because I go back to being married to her father. He was in the business. He toured months on end. And for me, I got it. He got, he had a woman that got it. I got it because I was an entertainer as well. So when it came to us being that kind of person for one another, we didn't have that problem because that's the business that I wanted to be in. And that's what I was in. And so I was that person, you know, and I understood that the touring took you time away. And so he flew me out on a lot of things. So when you have the right person, it's never an issue. It's that's the beautiful thing about manifesting the life you want. There really is no negative anything unless you put the negativity there in your mind. If you've already fed yourself with that energy, you're going to be that energy. Yeah. You're going to be that energy. It's selfish to not be supportive. That's what's selfish. Ooh. Mike Giraffe. Oh, that right there. Mm-hmm. What we do, Todd. What we do, Todd. That right there. That. That right there. That. That, <laughs> that part, homie. That, that part. You get, you get a okay. double point on that. That. You get a boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. You you have to have a supportive partner. You just can't. And you know what, guys? There's nothing to be upset about if your partner doesn't support you. That's just mm-hmm. not your partner. 
You know, that, that that's just sure, not okay. your partner. Smile, mm-hmm. shake hands, and send them with a dollar and a suitcase out the door. That's it. I mean. A so dollar. What's a dollar for? I want to know. See, no, that, that. Why did you say that? Why did you. Why? Change so you can use a, use a payphone. payphone that's not there anymore. Dollar. That's her go-to line for that's everything. A, that, that's an inside. Uh, that's at me and Maddie inside family fun <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are so cute no. i just no. love the bond y'all have <laughs> we laugh we definitely laugh for sure we cry laugh it's a it's a blessing and a curse and a curse <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, bless- it's a blessing yeah a when we get laughing there's no stopping there's definitely no stopping when we get laughing no matter how so, serious yeah. <laughs> the situation might be it's it's very hard to get us to stop laughing at some. Oh point. yeah, no. So you were like, you would actually be the kids in class. We're like, we need to separate you two. Oh, oh. yes. Oh yeah. You know, you know. I looked at her and said, <laughs> I've already, I've already parented you. Now I'm your friend. I get to be your friend now. I don't have to be mom now. <laughs> yes. We do get into that kind of like bestie mode. I think it's just something about moms and their and their daughters, mm-hmm. especially firstborns. It's like hundred percent. She's my mini me, and and even when just hearing things come out of her mouth that are like, it, you expect to hear kind of the parroting, something you said that they say, and you're like, oh, yes. I now, for a little bit, I remember my daughter just, I, I'm digressing, but my daughter would, would say, um, what was that? What is this? Oh, that's you. And all the time, and I was like, what, where's that coming from? And then I realized we were driving in the car every time I'd hit traffic. I say, what is this? <laughs> but it's even more amazing when you hear them have like independent thoughts that are just beautiful. Yep. And you feel like it yep. came from like something that ins- instilled by what you did. Like, you know, I have a parent teacher conference the other day and they said that as everybody was asked what they're, they were grateful for. And everybody's like, oh, my dolls, my, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, my my best friend and, and she was like I'm grateful for the sound of the waves. What? I was like, oh my god, six gosh, years she's old, deeper than me. Wow. <laughs> to do now? What if she That's takes awesome. over? It's cool. Y'all cool. are inspiring you know, because it makes me think like maybe one day we'll be uh, some kind of amazing duo. I um I've always wanted to. It's so funny because she she gets to hear this and she just knows how we are. You know, we we have our ups with our downs. Like, of course, mm-hmm. we're we're mom and daughter, we're family. But literally from the day that I could feel her kicking inside of me, <laughs> I always had this vision of her being literally attached to my right leg <laughs> and never leaving. And it's like it's the most amazing feeling. But then you go, okay, but I got to let go one day, but I'm going to take this in, you know? So it feels so good to be able to have that other, other little piece of you grow up and you become so proud, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, I really am. I really, really am. Which in a way that it makes me, because we are so close, it makes me grateful that I was, you know, raised in the industry because it, it taught me how to be independent, even though we're so attached to the hip. I've had to learn yeah. how to be independent at the same time. So I'm not like suckling on my mom my entire mm-hmm. life. You know? <laughs> no suckle. No, no suckle. suckling. Only leg. <laughs> Only leg. Only leg. But I, that's another reason why I want to point out like I'm, I am grateful I was raised in the entertainment industry because I was taught by 
she's gonna get all mushy but <laughs> i was taught by oh boy. an independent woman and i was shown how to be independent and still know how to love in my own weird fatherly way <laughs> that i do don't go anywhere because we'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors Next page is sponsored by Rogers, Patrick, Westbrook, and Brickman Law Firm, located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. RPWB attorneys are experienced, respected, and tenacious. The common thread of their work is that they help those who have been wronged. They often lead class action lawsuits and multi-district litigations against large corporations. So they're the ones fighting the big guy. And people tend to notice their attorneys, including my dad and future guest, are highly regarded by both peers and adversaries and were voted best law firm in 2021 in U.S. News and World Report. Their proudest moments are when they help ordinary, hardworking Americans who have been harmed through no fault of their own. So if you need attorneys with experience, innovation, and determination, give RPWB Law Firm a call or visit their website at rpwb.com. So I guess for both of you guys, you know... I'm kind of worried you're going to have the same answer now because you're, you're the same person, but what are y'all's kind of each of you, what's your go-to songs when you're, you're going oh, through yeah, right. hard times and why? Mother, you can go first. <laughs> okay. So when I'm going through stuff, I, I go straight religious. I love elevation worship. I love Maverick city music and I love Tasha Cox. Those are my go-tos a hundred percent. Like, like, without a doubt, those are those. You can turn anything on with those artists, and I am just in an instant better mood. Mm-hmm. And this one for me is super easy. I do it uh, almost three times a week. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> "Happier Than Ever" by Billie Eilish is my go-to. And I, of course, as of recent, because she just like came out with it. But yeah, that's my song. That is it. I've been waiting 26 years for that song. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so amazing how y'all are, um, you know, you have such a similar taste, but also so many different, like, you know, places you you pull from. And do you feel that that, have you gotten, uh, Chesa, have you gotten into any of the things that, like the music that that Maddie gets, that like she is into? You know, the great part of being so different is I'm learning so much. And I truly believe that um, you're always, you always want to learn. And Madi is an amazing writer. So I'm learning how she's writing, which is helping me write differently. Um, We have such a different writing style. And I love that we're bringing something different to the table. Mm -hmm. Because when you, it's just like writing with one producer or writing with one writer. You only get one way, one sound. But this way, we've got collectively so many different sounds. You know, uh, she's more of the Billie Eilish and Eilish. Sorry, I always say that wrong. (laughs) Eilish. (laughs) I'm learning. And so I I feel that us being so different is such an asset for Honey Fire. It's such an asset for Honey Fire. Well, let's talk about Honey Fire. Uh, What are y'all's goals as a group? And where do you hope to see yourselves 5, 10, 20 years down the road? (laughs) Yeah, five years. I mean, I'm hoping that we are living in Nashville within five years. I hope we're living in Nashville. I hope we've already recorded about five albums, four or five albums. I've toured with, a with uh, that time, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so many right. horses. Right. Maybe with, uh, maybe already toured with Thomas Rhett. 
<laughs> Mickey Guyton, Mickey Guyton, you know, um, Mitchell Tenpenny, yeah, maybe Mitchell Tenpenny. Maybe he's featured yeah, on one of our songs. Hopefully, woo! Preach, preach, <laughs> preach, preach. Manifest. Preach. Put yep. it out there. Yes. So I'm hoping, you know, five years, ten years. I mean, Jesus, I'm gonna be how old? So I'll probably be doing my my reunion tour. Maybe <laughs> your goodbye tour, your farewell tour. <laughs> my farewell, my first farewell tour. Of I was going to say, you're not going to have one farewell. You're like the goat of, of singing. You're gonna... Let's do like three or four. <laughs> right. We're 20 years apart. So mm-hmm. 20 years will be fun. <laughs> 20 years will be chilling, you know. Yeah. I'll still singing somewhere. I'll still songwrite for people. Be the, be the, what is it? Wizard of Oz, the wizard behind the curtain. In 20 years. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's a goal, you know, try to retire yeah. by, or halfway retire by 40. There you go. I'll be nearly 50 by that time. <laughs> right? <laughs> These days, isn't 50 the new 30 or yes. whatever? That's yes. what we tell ourselves. So we get yes. the new 27 yes. for my mom. Yes. So yeah. tell us where and when, like, your your new music is dropping and when we get to hear it. Um, we were just talking about that the other day. We're, we've been in between dates, um, but we have finally decided that it will be May 20th. Mm-hmm. I Great. believe that's Ooh, that. Oh, the day after my birthday. May 20th, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, May, May 20th. 20th. And we're excited about this next release. Um, I don't want to give too much up about it because we, we really can't yet, just in case it changes. We're known to really swap things at the last minute. Yep. Because of where we are or what we're feeling or what we're going through. We like to really uh, derive off of really honest feelings when we do things. So right now it's this one song, but it could change. But, it's but we're excited. May, May 20th. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you this. It's a remake. Oh. I'll give you that. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm gagged. <laughs> I, it's a remake. It's a remake. And it's something that we really had to think about. Mm-hmm. Um. And it means a lot to us to do this song. So, oh my god, I'm gagging. That's all. I'm we, so excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> we are too. We have a we yeah. have we have a, a tradition on this show. Every uh, time we have a guest on, we have a question of the day, and mm-hmm. so I'll ask. I'll start with uh, with you, Maddie. Um, what's the most useless talent you have? <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, I can burp on cue, on on command. You can what? Oh, really? I can burp on command. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah we got to. You got to okay. hear it now. Yeah, you got to. Yay! <laughs> oh, my God. What an amazing, amazing boys, moment. I can burp on command. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not exactly useless, you know? This is what I think is kind of hard about, you know, a talent is an always... She's dying right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, that was and, it. And Chaza, Chaza, for you, what's the most useless talent you have? You know, you almost had me getting out the seat and leaving after after she burped because you're probably going to ask me to do this, but it is very it is, <laughs> it is very <laughs> it is very useless. It's just for the entertainment of my family. But making ugly faces, we in this family are very good at that. Really? Because you're pretty yeah. attractive You're pretty gorgeous. People. So um, she can do it very well. All right. You got to give us, you got to give us, <laughs> okay, you got to get one. I'm sorry. One ugly face. One. one ugly face. Pretty good. Okay, here's, this is just the normal. Come on, mama. Serve it. 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, this this has got this has got to go on our website. This interview has just for that everything right there. This has to go on our website, Laura. This 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 video, this interview has got to go because that face. And that is again not useless. I mean, I feel. We're gonna freeze. You know what? We're gonna freeze frame on you that. Guys, that's gonna be the. That's gonna be the picture just, for the, guys, the interview. You guys just. You guys made a meme. This is gonna be a meme. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was like so good that I don't know. That Listen, and I I held back a little bit. I held. Back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so man, that was holding back. I can't even imagine. That was, this is that, that was kind was. of holding back. That oh, was. That was. Her lashes made it look pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like Laura said, we'd love to have you both back on the program at another time. Um, oh my god, we would love it. Hopefully, it like a lot of fun. Because I, I think, yes. I think, I think uh, Grammy awards are definitely in your future, and I'm so excited. Um, uh, hopefully, next time we'll be we'll be interviewing you after your acceptance. Um, I'm manifesting yes. it right now. Manifest yes. that. Yes, we're gonna be walking. We're gonna be walking up, getting a Grammy. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. You guys are Thank just, you. I mean, such Thank an inspiration you. to me, even like I, I can't like, you know, I feel like I see a little future for like me and Isabel to have, oh, I don't think it's going to be country music or music <laughs> at all, but um, I'm not talented in that way, but maybe some kind of like a dancing duo or something. Yes. I don't need any backup I dancers. Like, maybe I like um, I could get in it. <laughs> I like yeah do it come on real go. life gilmore girls if you know what that show is you know i feel so bad because i've never seen gilmore girls she's she's into gilmore girl i've never seen it i need to watch it well watch i think it. you could watch the first episode and get a good idea of what the I'm rest of it. it is so you i'm know. gonna do it and i've got a lot of things list. to go check out that y'all have been listening lots of youtubes searching everything so i appreciate cool. sending me in the right directions for all that so everybody check out honey fire what is what are your social media handles Honey Fire. Everything is Honey Fire on Instagram, TikTok, um, our website. Um, and we will be launching our merch within the next two to three months. That's so great. And that. it's Honey Fire with a U. Honey with a U. Yes. Honey with honey a U. With a U. Mm-hmm. Awesome. In, awesome. In one word, too, mm-hmm. right? One word. Yep. Amazing. We went a little fancy. <laughs> All right. Laura, um, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. Wow, what'd you think? I mean, uh, I want to be best friends with them um, and possibly go on tour with them and uh, just have manifest everything the way that they can. You know, we, we, we do, we are doing this podcast to talk about trauma, but it was so nice to have like an inspirational, motivational moment with them today, several moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah. she had told me in the pre-interview that she didn't, um, she, she doesn't mind Chaza. I'm talking about Chaza that she, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't have a problem talking about trauma, but she doesn't want to focus so much on the trauma as opposed to what, how, how, how she can learn from what happened, you know, for her as yeah. opposed to to her. So yeah. I mean, in a way it's like, it's, it's another way to look at getting through trauma just by doing yeah, that. Like it's, it's going to the next page, but like just a daily, Correct. you know, that, that taking the, the struggles and whatever's thrown at you and, and turning them around right? and saying that, that, you know, not necessarily just silver lining, but like, where did, you know, that it, that it can create good stuff, right. not that it's just like, Oh, let's look at the bright side. It's like, no, this, you know, that, that positivity comes from negativity in some ways. And they have such a good, 
like just an ability to turn that around. And I don't know if everybody really has that same natural innate ability. No, they ability. don't. People are the worst. But, yeah, people are the worst. <laughs> you know, my, uh, I do uh, think- San- Sandy Duncan said one time at a at a, um, a table I was at in New York, everybody was talking about how, how, you know, annoying people were and whatever. And she goes, you know, people, so overrated. <laughs> and I've and always it reminds I've me a lot that. of Scott Evan Davis's uh, little oh yeah his, um, snarkiness. His, his TikTok videos yeah his snark Prince of Snarkness no I just I just in general I really like the what did, the, what did you learn from this podcast today I felt like I I wouldn't say I learned but I think what I I mean obviously I learned a lot about them personally right. and and uh, the the process of all of this and the fact that. There are people that can grow up in showbiz and and, and maintain uh, normalcy, like yeah. being normal people and being humble. Um, but I think the biggest reminder for me, and sometimes I forget, is to is to have that gratitude and that and think about the manis- manifestation of stuff. That, Absolutely, that things do come to you if you put negativity into your head. That's what's going to come out. It's very and powerful. That, that was. That yeah. was the biggest reminder to me to, to say that to myself every day. I completely agree. And, you know, it's so cool because, you know, they come from such a, like you said, a, a entertainment family. And like, I mean, Maddie's, Maddie's father, Chase's ex-husband, you know, is literally from the band All for One. I swear. And then her mother was an Iket. I mean, I mean. I just, it's like, I don't know. It's like musical royalty in a way, yeah. but they're just so down to earth. And I think that's just a good reminder to everybody else that like, you know, you're, you should be grateful whatever position and place you are in life and mm. that you are in control of, of what happens and that you're not like the, the, that things don't happen to you, that, that they are, are things that you can take from that and, and make it a better. Well, there's uh, lessons. There's apparently there's lessons in everything, I guess is what we're learning i'm learning through this through this through this journey with you um but what we have to ask you the question of the day Mm, yeah and that is is what is what is your most useless talent (laughs) so i think i might have shown you this before but um and it's a very hard thing to do over necessarily a a microphone but so when everybody was we were kids everybody would always try to do that little like three-leaf clover thing with their tongues like elsie you can do it yeah no i can't do that okay so but in the process of trying, I discovered that I can do this thing where I can uh, kind of like flip my lips back and forth and it sounds like a boxing noise. Like it's like. It's so hard to do. I can't hear you. I can see you though. <laughs> okay. Well, you know <laughs> so what, Laura? That is pretty useless. That is useless, but it's so wonderful. <laughs> So what's yours? Because I would like to move on from mine as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, mine is I um, I actually can pick up anything with my toes. So and really like hand, anything. Like I, if, if the remote is at the end of the bed, I will literally just walk like it's a hand and pick it up with my toe and hand it to myself. I just have my toes are very and I can also um, move my ears. I, oh my gosh, you can move your ears. That okay, guys? We're gonna. I, we need to take. If we're going to use this video somehow as well. Yeah, I can move, um, I can isolate my, and move my ears. It's very strange. I feel like a little little. I feel like a fairy. And no, <laughs> and it, what? <laughs> what? Isn't that a coincidence? 
Oh, it's just appropriate, actually. Yeah. So, um, no, but you're also like a little monkey because you can grab yeah. everything. Yeah. I, I was going to say that one of my most useless talents is air hockey, but I feel like that also is like, you know. That's not useless, not in your competition. Badass, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thanks to Honey Fire for being on the program. I mean, we, totally. we just had Thank a great you. interview. God. Just loved it. Had such a good time. This is just the, the shit. Enjoy. If I can say that. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> you too. Everybody have a good day. Bye. Bye.